Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 from verse 8. The Bible says, Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. So this is how you are to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not subject us to the final test, but deliver us from the evil one. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Praise God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 the Bible says my God will fully fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus praise God let us pray Father in the mighty name of Jesus with our giving once again, we come before you this morning. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. We open our hearts and mind. We pray that you may fill us with your presence. Bless your word. Teach us something new, Lord. That is going to help us to grow more in the knowledge of you. To have our lives transformed from inside out. To have our mind focused on you. To have our eyes fixed on you. All for the greater glory of your name and for our own good. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. So we are reading a very, uh, probably, probably one of the famous scriptures in the Bible about the prayer of our Father. And there are basic major components that I believe the Lord wants to teach us and remind us and help us to be able to grasp and to live on, to embrace and to apply this day and every day of our lives. And um, one of the major things is the fact that he says, this is how you are to pray. You see the Lord was teaching his disciples how to pray and he came um, to establish the kingdom of God he came to reveal to us the heart of Abba Father the immense love the everlasting love of God you know in the person of Jesus Christ walking the earth and through him we see the Father so now he's teaching his disciples about prayer. And this is how he taught them. As a reminder that we have a father. You see, by the minute we open our mouths and acknowledge this prayer and speak these words, our father in heaven, 
we are not just uh, praying like just maybe speaking simple words but we are acknowledging that we have a father and we are his children so it is our prayer that reveals our relationship with god reminding us of that relationship that has been established by god the father which is meant to blossom you know and it is through this relationship that he sent us his son come and die for us and it is through this relationship that he does what he does to us and so we have to do what we are meant to do for him because of this relationship so we acknowledge and we say our father who art in heaven and then holy is your name holy is your name so it is a reminder that before we even ask anything before we even um, present our petitions before him we are we have to acknowledge we have to worship him because he is worthy of our worship so we have to get into that habit of worshiping him and when we worship him before we even give our petitions to him specifically laying down everything at his feet acknowledging that we know that you are nothing without you that he is worthy is worthy of our worship and the other thing is we open our hearts and we welcome his kingdom be established in our hearts and in our midst so his presence we welcome his presence to come and reign in us and rule our hearts rule our lives to be established in us meaning um, when his kingdom is established it um, gives way to every you know good thing every blessing and of course god operates in his kingdom so if it is his kingdom then we remember there is another verse which is connected to that that is in matthew 6:33 that says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you so when we are saying your kingdom come we are choosing and making that choice to have his kingdom established in us we are making that decision to seek the kingdom of god first to be established you know more than anything so any other kingdom that would be ruling our hearts our minds our lives definitely have to vacate with immediate effect because remember Jesus is king he is a king who rules the earth and rules the heavens and we cannot have one king ruling and another one ruling at the same time 
to the establishment, when we welcome the establishment of the kingdom of God, it means that we are giving full ownership to the Lord. We are literally laying down everything in us and with us and around us. So definitely, his kingdom will be established and we get to experience the joy of his kingdom, the peace of his kingdom, the love of his kingdom. Because these are the, the gifts that we receive when the presence of God is established in us. And then we continue to say that your will be done. That's a moment of surrender. Just like what Jesus did at Gethsemane, he prayed that, Father, take this cup away from me. Yet not my will, but your will be done. So we are speaking to our mind, our heart, our bodies and everything around us. And we are acknowledging that whatever crosses that are in our lives, whatever challenges that will come our way, whatever it is that this day holds, you know, or this life will throw at us that, Lord, we pray that your will may be done. Not ours, but yours. So we cease to be, to be the little G gods of our lives and we acknowledge and we allow God to be God in every situation. Definitely, like Jesus, when he accepted, uh, he said that not my will, but your will be done. Definitely, he got um, the many graces that he needed to walk on that road of Calvary. And even as we are reminded that even though he felt weak, the angels were sent to minister to him. So it means that whatever we need on this journey, we are simply surrendering ourselves to receiving it. When we acknowledge and we pray that his will be done, and then we say on earth as it is in heaven. So we acknowledge that he is God in heaven and God on earth. Give us today our daily bread, you see. This is the manna that the Israelites were receiving um, every day. So we are praying for daily bread and we are told we cannot carry the whole burden of the world on our shoulders and live a normal life. So when the Lord says in Matthew um, 11:28, Come to me you who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me why I am gentle and kind of heart. It means that he has given us an opportunity to lay down our burdens each day and to take on his yoke. So each day we have new graces, each day we have new new blessings from God and like we know what he said in Isaiah 43 19 he's doing something new every moment. So when we pray for our daily bread, we pray for the daily strength, the daily grace that we need to live the one day at a time. And then we say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors now. That is like a vow we are making. Because more than <laughs> a prayer or a petition before God, we are also 
acknowledging that we shall forgive our enemies. You see, this prayer is interesting because there are moments definitely will go through situations where people will offend us and will be hurting and it will feel so difficult and too hard to let go. But according to the purpose and the plan of God, you know, it is not for us to live in that kind of place. So we have to pray more than ever for the grace to let go, to be able to forgive those who have hurt us because we have already bound ourselves with this prayer that forgive me as I forgive the others. And I heard that when we are not able to forgive others who have hurt us or forgive ourselves, it's like instead of having, instead of Jesus opening his hands and allowing his graces and, and his blessings and his power to flow to us, then it's like we are binding him. It's like his hands are bound. He can do anything. So we could be crying for God's intervention. We could be seeking God. We could be um, praying for a long time and sometimes wonder why things are not changing, why the situation we are in doesn't seem to change, why we are not getting that healing that we desire, why we have haven't got that peace. What is going on? And every moment we could be asking ourselves, but according to this prayer is the fact that if we have been offended by anyone and we are struggling to forgive them, the best thing would be to pray that the Lord will intervene in that situation so that once that pain, that heart is healed, then it will be easy to come back and say this prayer. Because otherwise, when we say, um, forgive, forgive us as we forgive, it also means we are telling him, if we don't forgive, don't forgive us you see without even knowing so the minute we get to that point it is revealed deeply in us that we have to let go forgive it doesn't matter what somebody has done as long as we want to live in the grace and the forgiveness of god we have to let go we can't keep holding on to this thing and how do we know we haven't forgiven it is when the mind is just going over and over and over about something or someone something something someone said or the thing they did to you you know so the mind is just going over that thing and over and over and it feels like it is a film that has no end you know that you know it's just running over and you're just watching the same thing the same thing but jesus came to establish a new order he said after being crucified, after all the sufferings he went through, uh, the road to Calvary, he had open hands and before he died, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What does that tell us? It tells us that it is something we have to adopt. We have to embrace, we have to adopt, and we have to use. Because when we do, then the blessings are just immeasurable. And the grace to be able to forgive comes from him. So we continue. Uh, the next one is do not subject us to the final test and deliver us from the evil one. So 
do not lead us into temptation but <clears throat> technically it is our inclination um, to sin that leads us into temptations you know and even though I'm reminded of the fact that uh, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, but he overcame all the temptations he had, all that um, it takes to overcome everything. However, when we sin, we are inclined to fall into the same sin when it comes. However, with every test that the Lord um, sends our way or allows us to go through, the word of God reminds us that there he provides a way out. So it is a, a responsibility to be able to find that way out of that test in our life. And once we pass the test, then we um, we get more blessings because we are empowered in that area. So before the victory, before the triumph comes, a test and the more we seek the Lord, the more we desire to grow more in deeper relationship with Him, definitely we'll go through different kind of trials and tests, you know, not to push us to the floor, but to strengthen our relationship with Him, to strengthen our love for Him. So when we recognize that, then when the test comes, we seek and pray to find a way out of that test. And the Lord will always guide us. And say, deliver us from the evil one. This is a prayer that Jesus prayed in John chapter 17 before he left the earth to Abba Father. And he said that, Father, I do not ask you to take them out of this world, but I pray that you may protect them from the evil one. And till today, Jesus is sitting on his throne, interceding for us, for you and I. And more than that, He promised his disciples when he was uh, telling them about sending the Holy Spirit. He said, the ruler of the world is coming, but do not be troubled. I have overcome the world. And he said, I will send you the advocate to help you through these troubled times. So in other words, he was saying that, don't worry, I am going to the Father. You are covered because whatever it is, the struggles of this world that we have to go through, we'll have the advocate, we'll have the Holy Spirit to help us, to strengthen us, to guide us, to lead us, to protect us. And we thank God for Pentecost because the Lord has sent us the Holy Spirit. And every day we have to remember to thank Him and to welcome the Holy Spirit in every situation. Because without His help, then we can do nothing. We read verse 14 that says, If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. If you do not forgive others, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your transgressions. I don't know why that verse, those two verses are there. But it seems like it is really important to forgive. 
and no wonder it is one of the greatest or the major struggles that we have to go through in this life and it's retired everyone so if it is that major then we have to get into the habit of forgiving before before even uh, we start thinking about it and everything as these things happen we have to forgive and acknowledge it and refuse to live in unforgiveness refuse to meditate on the negativity we read the verse in Philippians 4.19, My God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You see, the prayer of our Father is reminding us that no matter what comes our way, no matter what we face, not just this day in this life, that we have a Father in heaven, a Father who is able to supply everything that we need, a Father who is in charge and in control. And when we pray for our daily bread, we are also acknowledging that we know that with our strength, with our ability, we can do nothing. It is not enough. We cannot provide everything that we need to ourselves. It doesn't matter how much money we have or what level of education we have had. Because we cannot buy joy from a shop. We cannot buy peace from a shop. We cannot buy blessings of God from a shop. We can buy food, but we cannot buy its blessings. So more than what we think we can do with our own strength or abilities or knowledge, we need God. We need Him. It is a reminder that if we are children of God and we are children of God, then we need that connection with the Father. We need to remain in a position of a child of God. A child who has been set free from the bondage of fear. A child who has received the first installment of the Holy Spirit as the Lord promised. A child who is no longer a slave. You see, the right of being a child of God is the fact that we have already been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. So we are co-highest with Jesus. And it is also a reminder that if we have a father in heaven, then Jesus is our brother. Because in the book of Colossians 1.16, we are reminded that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. And everything was, was created in him, for him, through him. And 19, everything was pleased to dwell in him. So Jesus is the firstborn of our creation, so he becomes our big brother. Imagine having a big brother who is a king and in heaven, ruling and reigning heaven and earth. You see, it is a consolation that no matter what we face, no matter what comes our way, no matter the challenges that come our way, we have a father in heaven. Psalm 68 says that he's the father to the fatherless. And it starts by, may the Lord arise and the enemy scatter. So it means that just like and more than an earthly father, his position dictates that um, we get to receive, you know, uh, the the 
predestined blessings for a child and not just a child but a child of God Abba Father is all love so whatever he does to his children is out of love for love through love so that puts us in a very very interesting position to know that he takes care of everything that which we see that which we don't see before we see it while we see it it will take care of everything and the more we acknowledge the more we say this prayer the more we are reminded of our position his position and as we pray it is accomplished accordingly because of his faithfulness so no wonder the lord taught his disciples how to pray say this is how to pray to remind us that our father that our father is not just a father somewhere that he wants to maintain that relationship the question is how much do we need do we need to maintain this relationship with our father Jesus has already died for us and redeemed us saved us and given us a chance to live as a new creation but then how do we establish our relationship with the father well the father and the son are one and um, the more we grow closer to Jesus we get to experience the love of the father so in short the lord is bringing us to what he spoke to his disciples um before leaving us about the father about the holy spirit it is that unity that he desires that we operate in that unity to be one with him one with the father and to be filled with the holy spirit because when this happens then we we'll have the grace to overcome every challenge we'll have the grace to live each day one day at a time we'll have the grace that we need to be able to live as a child of god a child not born of human uh, generation but god's decision and to know that if we have found ourselves on this earth then each one of us has a place a place that has been assigned for us to step into and to live to fulfill our purpose and we have a father in heaven who handles not just what we are not able to handle but who desires to be part of our journey part of our day part of our struggles part of our joys he desires to be good to us to do good to us to bless us and to help us to live in the fullness of who he is so he sent jesus so we can get to experience him you know and we can get to know him and thus we know the father so we pray that as we say this prayer that everything may change from today onwards that those will not just be words that we are speaking but there will be um, a connection in our hearts and so that the lord will reveal deeper in our lives and in our hearts about our place in his heart the heart of the father let us pray father 
in the mighty name of Jesus with thanksgiving we honor you we praise you we worship you we give you glory for who you are thank you Lord for teaching us something new thank you for your word this morning help us to place all our trust in you to be reminded that we are children of a father that you are a father that you have loved us with an everlasting love and so you sent your son to come and die for us thank you father thank you jesus for teaching your disciples and us this prayer reminding us that we have a caring father and that the more we seek to grow in this relationship with the father the more we get to experience more of you help us to do exactly what you have desired that we do especially to forgive all those who have hurt us on this journey of faith on this journey of our salvation of seeking you of living each day with your grace help us to worship the father in truth and in spirit so that our hearts be filled with your presence so that you may live each day with what you say that we are more than conquerors we honor you we praise you and we worship you it is in Jesus mighty name we pray with thanksgiving amen in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit amen